0: Hello, hello, welcome back to the Proverbs 31 exclusive podcast. It's your girl Jasmine. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Not sure where you're listening from, but what I do know is today is a day that the Lord has made. And with that, just remember where your help comes from. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Something that's been on my heart as I've been dealing with my own struggles. Our affirmation for today is, my help comes from the Lord. As long as I have him, I have all I need. Let's say that again. My help comes from the Lord. As long as I have him, I have all I need. Let's say it one more time a little slower. Sometimes I forget that part. My help comes from the Lord. As long as I have him, I have all I need amen so our scripture for today is psalm 121 verse 1 through 2 which says i lift up my eyes to the mountains where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the maker of heaven and earth again that was psalm 121 verse 1 through 2 and i kind of have a story that goes along with that and i always tell this story because god so clearly spoke to me uh one time while I was stressed and I'm overwhelmed. I'm talking about to the maximum. My kids were tiny. They're only four and six now. So my baby was a little baby. My son, my oldest child was a toddler and he's always, you know, parents of more than one kid. Maybe you can relate, but I feel like you have that easy one that makes you think I got this and makes room for that other one. And then that other one makes you wonder if you ever really had anything at least that's how i felt i love my baby girl Woo! but she's been rough since she got here she was a rougher pregnancy she was um a rough infant she didn't have a colic she didn't have any sickness or anything but she would just wake up and scream and then she just go to sleep and you know doctors can never figure out why and it never the way i could get her calm is seem like Sometimes she would just kind of calm down on her own and that even went into her toddler stages and that's when I realized, okay, I don't really think this is much of anything besides this child because, you know, sometimes you could tell there's something she wanted to hear and she'd be done um, once she got a little bit older. So I had a lot of sleepless nights with my baby. She's very stubborn, very strong-willed and on the one end, I'm like, I love that because you got to be a woman in this world, let alone a black woman in this world. And, you know, sometimes it's good to be real resilient and, you know, a tad stubborn as far as chasing your dreams and not letting glass ceilings stand in your way. But raising that kind of child is a whole different thing. So anyway, my baby's been a little rough on me. I love her to life, but she has been rough on me, whereas my son is kind of my more much more easygoing one. And I said all that to say this. Um, I'm a single mother now at that time I was still with their father, but it felt a lot like being a single mother, except for he did provide for us, you know, so I didn't really, uh, we weren't rich or anything. So I was concerned with money as far as not having enough, but I was able to stay home with my children. So I do thank God for that. On the other hand, everything, responsibilities for the children, responsibilities for the home. Um, even taking care of the finances was all on my plate. Um, And there was not love. (laughs) There was not true love in that relationship. So it was not just, oh, like you had a guy that, you know, maybe you had to ask him three times to do the dishes. I had a guy that didn't care about me at all. And that's just the gospel truth. And so that added a lot more things. I didn't really have a support system of friends or family. I kind of got distanced away from a lot of people. And then some people You know, we're right there, but not right there with me. So I said all that to say overwhelm, stress, depression, anxiety. Those were very real things for me at that time. And I'll never forget one day I was washing the dishes and I was like, God, I have no help. I, well, I didn't even wasn't even talking to God. I was just kind of complaining out loud. I was like, I don't got no help. I got to do this. I got to do that. He expects the house to be clean when he gets home. You know, I'm depressed. Um, my babies are little. We always had some kind of dog. Um, and unfortunately, not just some family dog that we loved. He would just bring dogs home for me to take care of. I'm talking about puppies on top of my two little kids. So you're talking about messes to clean up and stuff like that. Um, and so... With that being said, um, I was very overwhelmed. And one day I was just like, God, I can't do it. I said, I don't have no help. And God spoke to me so clearly and said, stop saying that. He said, stop saying you don't have any help when I am your help. And it was so different to me because it was an audible voice and I wasn't as close to God as I am then I grew up in church and everything like that but as far as a personal relationship I did not really have one like that with God at the time and I was just like what because it was just such a strong knowing that that's what he was saying um and I was like okay so I googled help scripture (laughs) And this is the one that came up Psalm 121, our scripture for today. And I was like, your help comes from the Lord. So I just want to encourage somebody with that. Whether you're a single parent, whether you're not a parent at all, you're just kind of out there on your own, or you are always surrounded by people, but you just know that they don't understand your struggle you have help. Your help comes from the Lord. Um, Not to say that he won't use people, because I do believe he uses us as his vessels to help others and to be his hands and feet here in the earth. But at the same time, sometimes those vessels don't want to be used and don't let him use um, them. Um, Also, there might be times where he is uh, having you go through a season to mature you, You know, persecution and trials mature you. So there could be many different reasons why you feel like you have no help. You could be expecting too much. I mean, you could be entitled. There could be lots of different things. But just to know that whatever the situation is, your help comes from the Lord. And so that brings me into something I actually just wrote about um, on my website, Proverbs31exclusive.com. It's under the weekly word. And the title of it is Change Your Thinking the first step to changing your life again that's a weekly word on my website proverbs31exclusive.com and I talked about reality versus truth in there I kind of touched on that and so your reality may be that you have no help my reality was that aside from financial assistance I did not have a lot of help I mean we had one car and dude was kind of like that's my car So, you know, sometimes I'm trying to figure out if my mom, who was very busy and very much involved in her own life, which is fine, of course, could give me a ride to the grocery store when I got a whole dude, you know, and I'm I'm not getting on here bad to talk about him. I'm just trying to explain kind of my situation. It felt very real. It was, for all intents and purposes, the reality was that I had no help. You know, and so for those of you who haven't been a stay at home mom, it may seem easier. And on some hands, it may be easier to some extent than having to be the mom that works and and stays at home, too, which is what I'm dealing with now. But, you know, it's not no walk in the park, especially if you're not really emotionally healthy, you're not supported. And especially, you know, if you're not even a single mom at that point. And so again, not to say anything about anybody specific, but just to say that truly was my reality. But that was not my truth because I think it's somewhere in John, it's to sanctify them by your word. And what is your word? Your word is truth. God's word is truth. So despite your reality, you may be sick in your body. You may be broke. You may be this and that. You may be considered less than by everybody around you. You may not have anybody to help you with anything, but that is the reality that is a result of many different things that have occurred in this fallen world however that is not the truth the truth is what the bible says about you and that's something you can always stand on not that god does not empathize with your reality but he's also giving you things to stand on in his word which are truth and this was one that he confronted me on stop saying you don't have no help when your help cometh from the Lord. If you read all of uh, Psalm 21, it talks about God, uh, it talks about your help. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, but it talks about your help. Uh, oh, God does not slumber or sleep. So you have somebody consistently looking out for you. You have someone who loves you so much that nothing can separate you from his love you can push him away and you may not feel it but nothing can indeed separate you from his love that you can't mess up too much um, somebody can't turn him against you you know what i'm saying there's nothing that can separate you from the love of god and so and then he doesn't sleep he doesn't take days off he doesn't require vacation days he doesn't take pto he uh is always there for us. And he is an ever present help in times of trouble. And so just to stand on that word, regardless of what your reality is, don't forget to stand on the truth. Um, So with that, I pose you a question or two. The first being, have you ever asked yourself where your help comes from? And you may sit and think, "Well, I don't have a man. I'm out here by myself, or you know, my family's never been there for me, or you know, my friends was fake, and we kind of fell off." And da da da. da. Have you ever thought about where your help comes from? Maybe you thought it comes from yourself. I'm very hyper independent, which I've learned is a trauma response to some of the things I've been through. I've not dealt with a lot of trustworthy individuals I've been betrayed in multiple capacities and so I'm very hyper dependent and so when I feel like I can't depend on myself either because of some emotional lack I'm facing or um something that's just not physical for me you know because we all need help in different ways and so um, nobody's a one person show a hundred percent of the time and so uh you know it's kind of like where do you feel like your help comes from and what do you do when that help is lacking you know do you consider what you consider to be the source of your help We have many different resources. You might have a great job or you might have great friends. You might have a great support system. But at the end of the day, those are resources. Whereas God is our only source. He's the only one and the only thing that will not change. And so you can get fired from a job. Your friends can be over you. Your family can leave you or pass away, right? And so the only thing that does not change is God. So I would just pose that question to you. Where does your help come from? Now, the Bible says it comes from the Lord. But if you're not receiving his help, then, you know, where do you see your help is coming from? And eventually, you want your reality to line up with the truth. And so that takes some effort on your part because you have to first receive that truth and then you really have to stand on it. You have to say it. So instead of saying things like, because, you know, your words have power. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So you wouldn't say things like, I don't have help. You say things like David did in Psalm 121. I look to the hills from what's coming from my help. My help comes from the Lord, the Lord who made heaven and earth, and really magnify him. And you probably already know, but what I learned about praise is when you magnify the Lord, it's not that you make it in bigger because you can't. Of course, magnifying means to make bigger. You make <clears throat> your thought process of him bigger you make your realization of him bigger you say hey i'm going through a b c and d but god is a through z he is the alpha and the omega he is the beginning and the end it is his word that sustains me girl get you some scriptures you know when it talks about putting on the full armor of christ the only everything is a a defense you know you got the helmet of salvation the breastplate of righteousness all defense the only offense we have is the word of god and that's the sword that's sharper than any two-edged sword and so get your word together. Stand on your truths despite your reality. Um, what do you say about your situation? So first you want to think about where, does, where do you see your help is coming from? And then what do you say about your situation? Do you stand on the word when something comes up or do you complain? Do you let worry take over? Do you let pride take over? Another thing God got on me about was saying, I'm going to get my life together. That seems like a simple few words, but I am not going to be the one who can or will get my life together. My life is in God's hands. My life has to line up with the plan that he has for me unless I stop it, which I will not. By saying words of complaining. Words of doubt. You know, we all mess up sometimes. I'm not saying I'm perfect, or that anybody else can be, but it's just to have that constant intentionality to watch your mouth. No matter what you're going through, watch your mouth. Don't just be saying stuff. I ain't got no help. I ain't got no help. I don't. come I don't got no help. Because that that can become your truth. Not that God won't always be available to help you, but despite your reality you want your truth to be God's word you don't want to speak another truth into existence because you refuse to stand on God's truth right because God's word is true but you can you can allow some other things to come into your life by standing on other things you can stand on doubt you can stand on fear you can stand on bitterness and that's not what you want to do um you know, David wasn't perfect. We all know about Bathsheba. We all know, you know, he was out there doing the most, but, um, he knew where to look when he was going through. He did not look down at his situation. He did not look inward in himself, uh, as far as expecting himself to be the one solution. He knew that his help came from the Lord. And there's really think about that again, to magnify the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth is on your side. Who can stand against you? I mean, the same God who hung the sun up in the sky, the same God who hung the moon up in the sky, the same God who allows this earth to continue rotating on nothing, on nothing. It, you know, people talk about, I think God is punishing us because this, this and that. Baby, if God want to destroy the world, all he got to do is let it fall it it, is you know we are not holding ourselves up we are at the complete mercy for those who realize it and for those who don't for those who acknowledge it, and for those who don't all of us from the atheist to the devout christian we are all at the mercy of god if god dropped the world one day we're gone you know what i mean and so you know during this current climate we're worried about maybe if some other countries or some people are worried if some other countries might potentially try to bomb us right but really, if God was going to allow some, you know, if he was going to, if it was God that was going to do something, it wouldn't be much. I mean, he could just think about it and start a whole new world, right? It could be another flood. He promised he wouldn't do that, but it could be something. You, you, you know, we're all at the mercy of God, you know, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. So to even pretend like we really have some control in our lives, it's silly, but it's it's hard not to do, and I understand that because I, I I love being in feeling like I'm in control of my life, um, and you know I know that I'm not, and on one hand that may seem frustrating, but on another hand that's freeing because baby I don't want to be in control because I know me I spent 32 years with me and I know that uh, <laughs> things I be in control of don't always end up how you want them too. so uh, yeah, just to recognize that God is in control. And he's in control ultimately. But then there's also a level of control you have to give him in order for your reality to truly line up with his truth. So again, just to stand on that truth. And I would actually go through the Bible. This was something I had to say whenever I wanted to say I didn't want no help. I had to physically say this out loud instead and say, okay, God thank you for being where my help comes from. And, you know, to kind of change the narrative, um, Apostle Ron Carpenter talks about, I can't remember where or which sermon, but he talks about how, um, you know, you have so much time before your your thoughts become feelings. So if you sit up there thinking on something, you know, eventually you will feel a certain kind of way. If you keep thinking about how your ex-boyfriend cheated on you, then eventually that thing's going to upset you, no matter how long ago it was, if you sit there and think on that. So you have a certain amount of time before your thoughts become a feeling. And once they become a feeling, it's even harder to battle, right? But um, even at that point, you can still give it to God, but, you know, you're just making it hard on yourself. Whereas if you cast that thought down immediately, you know, um, you can go ahead and be in praise and worship. You could have a thought about something crazy. Oh, I don't have no help. And then you start reciting the word. All of a sudden you get excited. You get fired up. I know I can tell you because even before my reality changed, my acceptance of the truth changed first. And so that is what happens. And so even now, you know, as a single parent, not saying we're the only ones who can feel like we don't got no help, but that is my testimony. It's a single parent of two kids. My daughter still is kind of rough. You know, even the people that maybe would give me a little uh, break (laughs) from parenting for a few hours or so are slightly hesitant to do so. Uh, Just because, you know, you take my daughter somewhere, she might act up. She's getting better. She's four now. She'll be five this year. Um, But my baby, oh, that's a strong willed little thing. Let me tell you and so um and you know and kids is kids anyway so you know it's it's nothing easy this parenting thing ain't no joke but even if you're not a parent despite what it is maybe you really want to get ahead in your career you're chasing your dreams and you're like I have no help you know you feel like if just one person the right person could say your name could share your stuff you know it could be a life changer and you're like I have no help you do and your help coming from the Lord and so just to stand on that um I apologize i hope you can't hear this background noise i uh came out again i don't have all the professional setup yet came outside to record this in the car um just to avoid a little noise from the kids uh they are being watched don't worry um so I'm gonna go ahead and go into the goals check-in with that being said. So last week, uh, we talked about planning out how to accomplish your first one to two tasks. Again, the task being the smaller increment, um, our job assigned to a step. So if your step to reaching your goal is, uh, You know, like I use the example, if you want to be a lawyer and that's your ultimate goal, a step to that would be applying to law school. A task of that step might be simply looking up which law school you want to go to. Right. It might be actually putting in the application once you find that figuring out the finances. These would be tasks that would be required to complete those steps. The steps being the action parts of, uh, you know, what it takes to actually make your goal a reality. So, um, again, that's what we talked about last week is to plan the first one to two tasks or not how you would accomplish those one to two tasks. Cause we'd already talked about the deadlines and what needed to be done. If you've been following the podcast, those are things we've already talked about last week. I asked you to plan out how you would accomplish your goal, your tasks, sorry, as in making it plain on Monday, I will work two hours on putting in law school applications. On Wednesday, I will work another two hours on finishing the law school applications. You know, that's kind of how it looked like, like really make it plain two hours when, okay, you usually get a break um, after work between three and five before you have anything to do. Those would be your two hours, right? So we made it real plain last week. So just thinking about how did that go? Really evaluate that process. Did you give yourself enough time to complete the tasks? Were you realistic or were you like, I'm gonna wake up three hours early and I'm gonna get this done. And then you realize that you did not do that. You know, kind of evaluate what that was and take that knowledge, not to feel bad about it, but to see and really evaluate what worked, what didn't work. Okay, if I know I'm not going to wake up three hours early, can I wake up 30 minutes early and start getting some stuff done? You know, can I stay up 30 minutes later? Can I cut out my favorite Netflix show? just one episode right if you usually watch two three episodes can you spend an hour that you would watch one of them episodes working towards your future instead you know what I mean so um just to be realistic not saying that we don't all deserve rest so not saying to give up everything but just really be realistic and then revise um and plan what you would do this next week to work on your next few tasks or work on the tasks that you didn't get to um And with that, I'm going to go ahead and pray us out. God, we just thank you um, just for who you are. We thank you that you are our source, God. We thank you that you are where our strength and our help comes from. We thank you that your uh, grace is made strong in our weaknesses. We thank you that we don't have to be everything and do everything because you already are and you've already done it. We thank you that we just have to receive the plans that you have for our life and be willing willing. Um, and humble enough to walk into them, Lord God. God, I just ask that you bless and and keep us. Turn your face towards us and be gracious to us. Shine your countenance upon us and give us peace. And with that, I'm out. Y'all have a blessed week and get it done.